Welcome to the Temple Time Radio Broadcast. You just heard the music ministry of our praise team as they sang the song, Jesus Messiah. And he is exactly that. He is the Messiah. He is the one who was sent by God to pay the price of sin for mankind, to redeem mankind to God himself so that we can have fellowship, so that we can have relationship, so that we can be a part of the family of God. And that's exactly what Pastor Cash is sharing today on the broadcast. His scripture text is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And his topic is the family of God. But before we go to Pastor Cash and hear the word of God today, let's enjoy the upcoming musical selection by Minister Venantia Moss as she ministers in song most of all. Faith 
everyone. This is Pastor Vaughn Cash with you once again on the Temple Time broadcast. And I trust and pray that you are preparing yourself to go to the house of God today if your church has in-person worship services. Uh, If not, I hope you are preparing to connect somewhere online and spend some time in God's presence this morning listening to his word, worshiping with others of like precious faith so that you can be edified in your spirit and grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm reading this morning from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through verse 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. My thoughts come this morning from verses 14 and 15 in particular. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And I'm sharing today on the family of God. The church is described in the Bible in various ways. 
Number one, it's described as an army. Second Timothy chapter two, verse three, he said, uh, Paul the apostle said to Timothy, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So we are described as soldiers. Secondly, we are also described as a body. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Thirdly, the church is also described as a temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Now that's personally as well as corporately. We are described as a temple. Number four, the church is also described in Scripture as a field. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, the first part of the verse says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. And then fifthly, the church is described as a building. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, the second part of the verse simply says, You are God's building. And then sixthly, the church is also described as a grapevine or branches of a grapevine, I should say. John 15 and verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And lastly, the church is also described as a household or family. Ephesians 2 verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. And then in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. And so the church is described as a family. Christian believers all over the world are regarded as being the family of God. And this whole concept of family has its origin in God. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 1, 27 and 28 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And so this whole idea of family originated with God. And so the church being recognized or described as the family of God is nothing new to God and it should be nothing new to us either because we are familiar with what family looks like. And the principle is the same. Now in our scripture text, the Apostle Paul prays this special prayer for the Ephesian church and for the family of God. For the Ephesian church as a family in a local church situation in the city of Ephesus and also for those of us who have come afterwards, we are all regarded as the family of God. 
And in this prayer, the Apostle Paul identifies six characteristics of God's family. These are the things that make us family. These are the things that make us look like the family of God. These are the things that distinguish us as the family of God. Let's take a look at these six characteristics. Number one, we have the same father. The apostle says, we have the same father. Chapter 3 and verse 14 of Ephesians says, For this reason I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is described as the father of this family. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5, it says, One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him. And so the, the apostle says, We are the family of God because we all have the same Father. Now, understanding that we have the same father, that naturally brings me to the second characteristic that the apostle mentions, and that is the fact that we have the same name. Because we are all a part of the same family, we carry the same family name. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And the from whom there is making reference to God the Father. The whole family in heaven and earth carries the name of our Father. In Numbers chapter 6 verse 27, God said to the nation of Israel, So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So God says that's how the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, were going to be identified in those Old Testament days. They were going to carry his name. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, he makes reference to them again, and he says, If my people who are called by my name. And lastly, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16 says, Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became for me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So, it is not a surprise that Christians are called Christians or the members of God's family are referred to as Christians because we carry the name of Christ. We carry the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's our mark of identification. Just like a child will carry the name of his father, 
um, the surname of his father in a marital situation in particular. Uh, likewise, the children of God also carry his name. So that's what connects us together as Christians. No matter where we've come from, no matter what denomination we may be a part of, once we know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we are a part of this family of God and we carry the same name. Number three, the apostle says in Ephesians 3 verse 16 that we are family because we have the same Holy Spirit. He says that he, that's God the Father, would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now, God is talking, or the Apostle Paul is talking about the family of God in these verses. And as a part of the family, he says that God has blessed us with the Holy Spirit. And so we have the same Holy Spirit. Now, I understand uh, that, you know, in church circles, we have different teachings and different interpretations and stuff about the Holy Spirit. But let me say this to you. If you are a born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you. And that's what links us together as one family. We have one spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. So as the children of God, we have the same spirit. And then number four, the apostle says that as the family of God, we have the same Savior. Chapter 3 and verse 17, he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that's what makes us Christian because of the relationship we have with Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord. And that's what sets us apart from any other religious group anywhere in the world. As the family of God, we have become the family of God because we all have the same Savior, Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation, the Apostle Peter said, in any other but there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And then that brings me to number five. The fifth thing that the apostle says that we have in common as the family of God is the same love of Christ. We all love the same Christ, the same Savior, the same Jesus. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, he says that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another. And again, this is what distinguishes us as the family of God, the love that we have towards our brothers and our sisters in Christ. You don't find this kind of love among the other religions of the world, but in Christianity, because we are one family with one Savior, the love of Christ abounds in our hearts toward each other. And when that love isn't happening, there's something wrong and we need to deal with it and get our hearts right with God and get our hearts right with our brothers and 
uh, sisters. And then finally, number six, the apostle says, we are the family of God because we have the same spiritual capacity. Verse 19 of Ephesians 3, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Every single member of God's family has the capacity to be filled with all the fullness of God. Everything that God has, everything that God wants, everything that God desires, he has created the capacity within us to pour that into us as his family to fill us with himself so that the world will be able to identify us as the family of God and as the children of God. So as one family in God, we have the same spiritual capacity. And then the apostle ends with this in verses 20 and 21. Now to him, that's the father, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him, our father, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever Amen. And I pray this morning, my friend, that as we close this broadcast, that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and you are not a part of this great and awesome family of God, that today you will open your heart to him and receive him into your life as your personal Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray today. Amen and amen. tuning into Temple Time today, we trust that you are enlightened, encouraged, and edified by today's ministry. For prayer, counseling, or further information, you may call us at the church office at 322-8304. That's 322-8304. You can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our Sunday morning services. Join us next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace, His boundless love and enduring mercy be with you now 